Dun dun dun. It's G from the Academy. Welcoming you to another insight into life, the universe, and everything. Um, it's earlier morning here where I am in the north of Scotland. If you hear noise in the background, it might be because one of my daughters is sleeping in my bed over there. So hopefully I'm not going to wake her up. We will see what happens. Um, she's late to bed, late to rise. Hey, if you're watching the video, you can see dark, light, dark, light. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> interesting light at this time of the morning. Is this? It's um, you know, in this part of the world, we've got these six-hour cycles. Sometimes it reduces to three, but it's usually about six, um, which is interesting because that's how. Um, well, the the tide, the tide. What does what's the tide has a? What does that have like a twelve-hour cycle, basically? So what that means is that um, it's interesting looking at nature and how that balances out. So the tide has about a 12 hour cycle, which is um, what that means is uh, if you've got high tide at 12 in the middle of the day, you'll get the next high tide at around midnight. It's not exactly like that. And, and it moves um, between 15 to 30 minutes forwards. I think about every day. It's about it's on on average. That's about right. And uh, it's just interesting to see how those cycles of nature affect affect people's habits. And we've also got this like six-hour sort of weather cycle where if it's sunny in six hours, it definitely won't be. <laughs> sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes it's three. Um, it's, anyway, it's just interesting to know. Right, all the different areas of the world have their different climates and that affects people's habits obviously because habitat affects habit right mm. so um, as I drink my coffee I am pondering the fact that I witnessed the largest streaming conversation in human history yesterday between Mr. Rose and Mr. Ike and it's really fascinating how the social media platforms that exist tried very very hard to ban the conversation and to prevent people accessing it and if it had been supported by social media it wouldn't have been over a million people it would have been over 50 million people I imagine so it's now clear that the social media entities that have control and power are not interested in bringing people together they're not interested in sharing good ideas they're they're not interested in two of the key aspects of the right of the ike rose conversation which were peace and love peace and love I mean, imagine that. Imagine not wanting to talk about peace and love. Because if you're not going to talk about peace and love, what are you left with? 
What can you solve if you don't have peace and love? Tell me, what can you solve? You can't really solve anything. And so, if you don't think that this is an information war, then you're not keyed in. You're not tuned to reality. You're living in a different frequency. But then, if you find this presentation, if you find this video, if you find this audio, you're probably asking questions already because that's where it begins. It begins with asking questions because that is the quest. That is the journey. That is the experience that we all share. And then when you drill down, what you find is that most people are asking the same questions because most people are suffering from similar problems and everybody wants to not everybody a lot of society wants to overcomplicate things and say oh it can't be done and it's, it's too it's too difficult but but really when when you boil it all down we're all human beings sharing the same experience and truly madly deeply <laughs> all you need is love just go back to the Beatles song it's true it really really is true because once you once you open your heart you have access to the innate knowledge that exists not just within you but within everybody down throughout human history within that strand of DNA or those strands of DNA that connect us all and remember just because we've named it just because we've given it a name that does not in any way explain that we understand what it is too often we give things a name and we think that we know what it is we give a person a name and we think that we can identify them and understand them. But, you know, the, the curiosity is it's both complex and simple at the same time. It really is. So, uh, pushing forward, if you're watching the video version, you'll be able to see that my Twitter page is Graham W. Hendry you will be able to see that on Facebook I am Graham William Hendry and you can also find information at the Academy of Language Therapy and Life Coaching on YouTube while it's still there while it's still allowed to be there because we're all we're all suffering from extreme censorship right now we're all suffering from being banned really by contacts and friends are being banned on a daily basis on social media on a daily basis and I'm I can pretty much honestly say that almost every day for the last year someone I know has been has had their content removed from the internet and the question is who made the internet God 
right? Who who decided that you couldn't access information that you wanted to access? Who decides that? Why can't you let people decide it for yourself? And if you if you are advertising yourself as a public commons for public debate, you have a right to allow everybody the same amount of exposure and access. Obviously, if you're a certain platform, you want to promote certain ideas more than others. Fair enough, but don't ban people. How are we going to progress as a society if we don't know what the other side is saying? How can you have a conversation if there's not somebody else there with a different way to express their existence? How is that even possible? So social media, thank you very much. Thank you very much for allowing us this opportunity not to communicate with each other and not to progress and not to have a bigger, better, brighter, bolder future. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. And by the way, go and check out the conversation that I just talked about. See for yourself. See for yourself what you're missing. You don't even know what you're missing. <laughs> Crazy but true. Crazy but true. Right, let's hit on what I want what I want to hit on today. If that's okay with you, the people out there. In fact I'd rather be out in the sun, but um because it's a lovely, beautiful morning, but things to do, things to do, things to do. If we don't all push back, it's over. If we all push back, then we win to a certain extent. When people fear the government, all you have is tyranny. And right now the government have nothing else to offer but tyranny. But when the government feels scared, when the government fears the people, there is the the essence, the core of liberty. There's a flame flickering there, and that that is very important. A lot of people are scared right now. They've 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 been scared. They've been scared by the media. They've been scared by looking around. They've been scared because they're character hasn't been built up they haven't experienced the right level of parenting because they couldn't because parents and kids were removed from each other because the parents went to work and the kids went to school and then when the kids went to school they were never really tested on anything that's important in life you know morality not that you need to be tested tested on it Right, but you just have to live through it. And, and friendship and kindness, all those elements not measured in school. I mean, imagine that just one principle in school, like you, you, when you take a test, you're not allowed to help anybody. I mean, isn't that the, the antithesis of life? That we're supposed to be here on this planet to help each other and if we're not here to help each other, then there's not much point in anything because we're just making things more difficult for each other. So one of my complaints about the education system, which 
it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing, right? One of my complaints is that people need to be encouraged to work together more, especially on tests, because that's the only way to grow and build, and otherwise you just end up believing that isolation is the only way. And as we can see from this present situation, isolation is not going to help us. In fact, the first article I want to talk about here is social isolation because the government have introduced it for your own safety. You know that tyranny always advertises itself as coming to save, coming to help, coming to protect, saving you from you. Yes. Um, crazy, huh? First they sell you the poison, then they sell you the cure. <laughs> but the cure is just as much poison as the poison. Anyway, for your own safety, social isolation, here's an article, social isolation is as damaging to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. An academic advising the government on lockdown has warned. As the nation remains cut off from family and friends, fears are growing over the physical, psychological impact of stringent social distancing measures. Studies have found that being isolated can increase your risk of death up to 30%. Let me read that again. Studies have found that being isolated can increase your risk of death by up to 30%, similar to the impacts of obesity and smoking. So let's isolate the elderly and lose 30% of them much faster. You're going to clap for that, are you? Like fucking seals. You're going to clap for that, aren't you? You're going to ring your bells for that. Right? It's similar to the impacts of obesity or smoking. Oh, great. So, I mean, if they smoke and they're overweight and they drink like a lot of older people, it's just the way they are. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, because everyone's living to be older, right? Yeah, the message that's pumped out to younger people today is quite terrible. It's it, all this, you're going to live to be 100. Well, you're not. You're not. In fact, I've seen studies that show if you remove the statistic of early childhood death, um... Uh, like up to the age of five uh, and ig ignore the abortion statistic which is fucking frightening right um, like more black babies have been uh, in the west more black babies have been aborted than actually born since since the early 1970s I believe I mean that that's just scary and wrong um, so if you avoid um, death and conflict of war, um, if you avoid that war-related death and that early childhood-related death, you'll find that the statistics of how long people are living has not improved for the last hundred years. Um, because the numbers mean whatever they want them to mean. Well, let's, um, let's add another 30,000 here, let's add another 40,000 there. Plus, minus, you know, whatever. <laughs> One death is a tragedy, a thousand deaths is a statistic. Professor Stephen Reicher, who is, 
What is it with people's names right now? Right. Professor Reich, who is part of a group of behavioral scientists. What are these people doing? Advising the government. Did you know that the science, that, that scientists run the government? That the, the politicians don't run it anymore. Science runs the government. This is a new reality. It, and we have to be careful because Science is, science is overpowering everything. Science is overpowering religion right now. And that's scary because at least religion has a god. Like all-seeing, all-knowing, being, whatever. Right, which uh, is kind of contradictory, but never mind. Um, yeah, well, if, if science replaces religion, then who becomes god? Hmm? Who's the godhead there, right? Have you thought about that? I bet you haven't. Anyway, um, scientist Stephen Riker told The Telegraph, the problem with lockdown is isolation. Being cut off from people is bad for you psychologically and physically. It's the equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Um, crazy. And I wonder if people are maybe smoking more now because they're under duress and stress in the lockdown. I wonder if they were smoking more than they were before. That would be that would be very, very interesting to know. And also interesting to understand is that very often the ability to um, if we're gonna make things better in the world, we're going to have to learn to work on some skills that we haven't worked on for a while. And uh, one of those, as a society, is the ability to uh, to pivot, to change direction when we go the wrong way. Because, you know, it's a <clears throat> simple analogy. You're driving a car, you take a wrong turn, you've got to do a U-turn, go back the other way, or go back around, or, or whatever. Right? And in life, we, we make mistakes. We're human beings. We need to learn to take, take a U-turn and go back the other way. Now, the inability of people to actually admit that they've made a mistake is absolutely frightening. Um, like no one in government is prepared to admit that maybe this is wrong. Maybe it's wrong to have a couple of people sitting on top of everybody telling everybody what to do. Maybe we maybe we read the wrong numbers. Maybe we took the wrong statistics from, from the internet. Maybe, you know, maybe like, like sometimes the football player takes a shot and hits the corner flag, right? Maybe... Maybe we took a shot and we thought it was right, but we got it wrong. Nobody, nobody is prepared to admit this. Nobody is prepared to admit that the lockdown is stopping people from getting screened from different diseases. Nobody is prepared to admit that the long lockdown is preventing medical care. Nobody is prepared to admit that the lockdown is shutting down the supply chain that links the countries together. Nobody's prepared to admit that. Um, meanwhile, let's lock people in their homes while we have planes full of people flying in and out of different countries. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed the contradictions yet? How everything is contrary to what is sane and sensible and practical and logical and normal? Have you noticed? Have you seen that? Anyway, the, the inability to change direction when you need to, it will kill us all. Uh, it will kill us all. I mean, even it's that famous letter that, that Einstein wrote. 
um, where he said, no, <laughs> maybe building the bomb wasn't such a good idea after all, right? <laughs> you know, he was able to question himself. That's the sign of an educated mind. It, it's, the, it, it's the only way to really reflect on what's happening. <clears throat> and, and when you reach, <clears throat> you know, when you reach the conclu conclusion that something, something somewhere is wrong, which a lot of people won't do, that they'll double down on the mistake. Cognitive dissonance. They'll double down of, of course I made the right decision. It was the right decision at the time. Well, even the right decision at the time can become the wrong decision. Um, and, you, and how are we going to get there if the opposing information is, is not even available to us? We, we, we can't even reject it because we don't know it exists. Um, that's wild as a theory and a thought. So, from the article, what... What, a, what about when a person does push back against facts? When they simply cannot admit they were wrong in any circumstance? And there's a lot of that in life. Of course I'm right. My experience tells me I'm right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the king conundrum where... The king exists to help their, all their subjects, but they never really encourage the subjects to help themselves, right? Um, teach a man to fish, right? Teach a man to fish. So what in a person's psychological makeup makes it impossible for them to admit they're wrong, even when it is obvious they were? And why does this happen so repetitively why do they never admit why do people never admit they're wrong um, well part of that part of the answer is related to their ego their sense of self people have such and this is the crazy thing that 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 it's actually the sign of a fragile ego and people have such a fragile ego, such a brittle self-esteem, such a weak psychological constitution, that admitting they made a mistake, because you're punished for making mistakes. I mean, that's what school teaches you, right? School punishes you for making mistakes. Um, ad admitting they made a mistake or that they were wrong is fundamentally too threatening for their egos to tolerate. Accepting they were wrong, absorbing that reality, would be so psychologically shattering, their defense mechanisms do something remarkable to avoid doing so. They literally, they literally, get it right, they literally distort their perception of reality to make it less threatening. Their defense mechanisms protect their fragile ego by changing the very facts in their mind so they are no longer wrong or culpable. And that's from Psychology Today, which is a fantastic site, absolutely fantastic site, um, on why certain people will never admit they're, they're wrong. And it's actually a strength to admit your mistakes. It's actually a strength to admit your mistakes. Um, because when you admit your mistakes, you can actually progress. You can actually move forward. Um, and it's only when you face the facts that progress 
that personal progress actually becomes inevitable. Um, it's important. It's important. We've got to work on it ourselves. We've got to work on ourselves because only if we put in the effort to work on ourselves do we have the ability to to turn things around, to change wrong into right, to discover, to explore, to to realize what the truth of the matter is. Um, and the truth is we've got to get ideas out of our head. We've got to get ideas out of our mind so that other people can find them, so that we can share and we can grow and we can learn. So that we can learn things like, like there are no accidents. People don't get banned from the internet by accident, right? People don't get removed by accident. There's always an agenda. There's always an agenda. Media has an agenda, just like work. Work has an agenda, right? Sorry, but you know, that's life. Work has an agenda. From violence, next article, from violence on its live streaming service to hate speech to diversify messages sent by Russian operatives trying to meddle in the US presidential election. Toxic content flowing through its platform has heightened security on Facebook. You know, it's funny how comment and opinion gets banned, but you can have it's very, very easy to find soft porn on YouTube. Um, it, it, it's incredibly frighteningly easy. And what is the point of having um, tab one on your computer open and sharing information that that's just opinion and that getting banned and you tab two open and you can access basically a lot of stuff that you shouldn't. I mean, it's not complicated. And then government steps in saying, we decide who you should see and who you should not see. Um, which is actually even worse. I mean, why not just have on your browser a list of things that you're not interested in, that you don't want to look at, or you don't want the search engine to bring up? Like, if you don't want, I don't know, naked images of people, you could just like, I don't want naked image. Just, just like, would it, would it be so complicated? I mean, now that we've got these AI algorithms listening in and banning words that people use, um, would, would it really be so complicated? I, I wonder. Probably not. Did you know that AI is transcribing most things in real time? If you want examples of that, look at look at what the um, closed captions does on YouTube to a video. It basically transcribes it in real time, and it's pretty much ninety percent accurate. I mean, how cool is <laughs> it's it's, just, it's cool technology, but it's also being used for other things as well. Look at that Skype has that function as well, where it transcribes the English in real time, um, and to think that that's not everywhere behind the scenes is uh, is, is very interesting. Hmm. Wonder where it all goes. 
I wonder, I wonder, you ever wonder if there's just like a file or a series of files somewhere about everybody? You ever, <laughs> that's just Facebook, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's just your social credit score, right? I'm sorry, we searched for you on social media and couldn't find any information. We're not able to employ you or offer you this job at the moment. You think that that's not coming? Hey, I'm nobody and I had a company and I employed people and I used to, uh... well, not only did I employ people, I, I, when clients came to the company, what I would do is I'd, I'd research who they were um, in advance. And like when I, even when I do my interviews with people today, I can hop onto Facebook or, or LinkedIn and research the people and their articles and their thoughts and their ideas. Um, it's it's great to have a record of it and it does give us a clearer picture it's also uh it could be used negatively yeah and it can also be manipulated as well i've seen um i've seen it where people have taken other people's accounts and there is identity theft i mean that's a crazy thing it, um a few it's happened to a few people i know that that um They've been contacted by people who were not who they not who they said they were. They uh, they'd stolen other people's identities, um, and that's uh, that's that's quite that's quite freaky. Anyway, that those to know those things exist is is important. To worry about them is pointless. Um, anyway, but to to know you know knowledge. Knowledge is the beginning, right? It takes you to the edge. Um, anyway, um, Facebook scrapped the survey in question that posed uh, that posed questions about teens being groomed by older men after it was spotted by media outlets in the UK. So it took the media to tell Facebook that what Facebook was doing was bad, as if Facebook didn't have a plan to do it anyway. Bizarre. Um, it now says the survey could have been better designed. <laughs> uh, understatement. The, the company routinely, and this is what this is about. I didn't really explain it. What this is about was uh, Facebook was uh, caught using and sending questionnaires to uh, to young people containing questions about subjects that young people should not be questioned about. Um, work that one out for yourself, right? Facebook company routinely surveys, uses surveys to get feedback from the social network's 2 billion users. Wow. How many people on the planet? What, 8 billion? Maybe more? So a lot of people use Facebook. Um, more recently, Facebook has been relying on user surveys to take their pulse on everything from the fake news epidemic to whether Facebook makes them happy. When people have stopped spending as much time there. Yep. Yep. Well, any business on the other side, on the flip side, right, any business should be getting feedback from its customers. Um, crazy, huh? Crazy, huh? I mean, monitor what's happening to your kids on social media. Monitor what's happening on social media. Monitor what's happening in the world around about you. Monitor things. I mean, don't be an overly obsessive control freak about it, but at least know what's happening. Know what's happening to, to 
to your family, to the people around about you, and not just the kids, the, the older people as well, because here's a story for you, right? Subtitled The Forgotten. Um, now, a lot of the people that are being affected by the present um, virus, and to be honest, uh, the real virus is government, right? To be honest, the real virus is government, but for the purposes of um, this discussion, then <clears throat> the virus will be the virus, right? Um, and um, the government is it, government is running these old people's homes, and the old people are the people who are most affected. Most of the people who died are older people with pre-existing conditions. In fact, in some places, 95 to 99 percent of the people who died have been, um, I would say, old to very old people. Um, you know, what was the average age in, in Italy and in, in the first wave of the virus was like 79 years old was the average age of a person who died there. Um, and that was the Lombardi statistic. Crazy, huh? Anyway, the Association of Directors of Adult Social Services, <laughs> ad ass, <laughs> blamed the rampage of the disease, it's not funny, blamed the rampage of the disease through care homes on paltry levels of PPE provided for them since the outbreak began. Yeah, because people are dying because of clothes, right? It's it, and, be, you be careful with a lot of these care homes. Everybody knows somebody that's had something bad happen to them in a care home. Um, mm, yep, and remember they give these they, they give these places Orwellian names, right? They give these places places Orwellian names. It was only last year that a friend of my family got given the wrong medicine. Oops. That was the end of their life, which then broke the heart of their partner and ended his life as well. <coughs> Excuse me, about to lose my voice again. Too much talking, not enough listening. All right. Um, anyway, it said the ramp up in testing was, uh, this is testing for the virus, was rolled out without thought given to who is going to be tested and what we will do with the result. And the test gave people the virus as well. And the test kits were contaminated and negatives were positives and positives were negative And it's all by design. It's all by design. Pressured to address the true loss of life in care homes and communities. Uh, Hancock, that's the, you see the British health minister? Uh, it's the minister of something, I suppose. Um, Hancock finally announced a toll would be given along with hospital figures. Death rates in care homes appears to be quite high. Yep. Um, and apparently, according to the mirror.co.uk, the origin of the article, uh, Matt Hancock actually fiddled the coronavirus test targets. They actually just, they just changed the numbers. You believe them still. They just changed the numbers. <laughs> Right, it's a dark period of time when you, when the people that you want to respect for telling the truth will just change the numbers. They change the numbers to make, to make everybody happy, to make everybody happy. And it's partly because they're scared. They've been trained to be scared. 
which which is which is counterintuitive because if you if you're prepared then you shouldn't get scared but they're scared of their masters because they know who their masters are they know who their masters are but then the counter the counterfoil to that the parry and riposte is to understand things like what David Icke said yesterday which is your heart gives you access to the innate intelligence that you already have that you already have within your within your system so a question I'm always asking people um, if you're watching the video you can see a famous picture of a young woman in Northern Ireland holding a machine gun and the question is where's your line in the sand what is going to happen what is it going to take to get you to fight for what is right what's it going to take yeah because most people are scared I know I work with businesses I work with a lot of people across the spectrum I communicate with people at least around Europe on a daily basis and sometimes in other parts of the world people are scared right now because because if it is true that things are not going to get better if it is true that things are not going to return to normal then that's not good and everybody's going to have to do something about it do something about it anyway to to put this into the context of what is your line in the sand let's uh, read about the photograph of the girl with a gun um, the photograph taken in Ireland in 1972 is of a girl shooting from the gun of her fiance who was wounded in a battle against the British Army her wounded fiance survived after being transported by car to a safe place while his girlfriend clashed with the British soldiers until she was killed and what's your line in the sand right I mean are you are you driven by love or are you driven by fear because freedom requires that you that you fear no evil that you fear no evil just like the group of gentlemen that um, walked through rally recently small group of mostly armed people gathered at the entrance to Oakwood Cemetery rally USA on Friday morning May the 1st 2020 um, around noon some joined another group to walk through downtown carrying their weapons you see when the people have weapons government takes a step back that's why government wants to disarm you they don't want to disarm you for you they want to disarm you for them and what they don't want to tell you is that guns protect the vulnerable people in society because if the bad guys have guns the good guys the white hats need them as well um, you check out more from uh, newsobserver.com um, so don't live in fear it, it, it's, it's quite cowardly and cowardice is unfortunately common in the modern world you know, fear will give you every reason not to react in your own benefit 
fear. And that's what's pumped out and that's what's promoted. And, you know, stay at home. Stay safe. Don't talk to people. Don't touch people. Don't communicate with people. Don't wear a mask. And the government is telling this to the kids. The government is telling this to the kids. That, that's who the target is. The target of this information, of this advertising campaign, is the kids. And once they're conditioned just enough, the schools will reopen and they'll become community re-education centers for the minds of the future. But remember, wear your mask. Wear your mask when you go out. You're not wearing a mask. Ooh, shame on you. Shame on you. As the people wearing masks pretend that they're safe. It's a virtue signaling. Wearing a mask is virtue signaling. It's, it's, it's saying, look at me, look at how good I am. But it, <laughs> on the flip side, it's saying, I haven't studied what kind of mask I should be wearing or even whether the mask actually protects me. Um, because you're not getting any fresh air, are you? <laughs> Breathing back in the same dirty air that the body wants to expel. That can't be good. Right? Right? Do you even know why doctors wear masks? Do you know it's got nothing to do with breathing? Do you even know that? <sighs> dear, dear. Heaven help us. <laughs> Say a prayer, guys. Heaven help us. Your mask is making you meaner. Your mask is making you dumber. Your mask is making you more afraid. And you know, as a result of being more afraid, you're just less safe. You you, you really are. Um, pulling out this paragraph from this article, and you know, ma that they're turning mask into fashion. Now, now think of all those horror movies that have been pumped out over the last 20, 30, 40 years with people wearing mask, masks, right? Who wears masks? The criminals wear masks, right? The bad guys wear masks. I guess the kind of Batman wears a mask too, and he's supposed to be a good guy, so I guess it could cut both ways, but it's also preventing you from communicating with people. I mean, have you ever tried to listen to somebody talk behind a mask? What was that? Sorry. And then people just give up, right? They don't communicate with each other anymore. Welcome to reality. Sad but true. That Metallica song. It just becomes more pertinent over time. Um, go back. Go back to the Black album. Most people don't appreciate that the social, economic and health-related collateral damage of our overblown response to this panic-demic far eclipses anything the virus itself could have done with or without our flatten the curve measures. We pulled it down to make it flat. It's the hard work of all these people. Don't believe a word. Then Lizzie, <laughs> don't believe a word. Just go and, go and listen to that song. 
go and listen. Right now, pull it up and go and listen to that song. In fact, go and listen to the whole Jailbreak album. Mm. Crazy, huh? Crazy. Used to have a... I found a copy on vinyl in my parents' record collection, which was the worst record collection in human history. Um, <laughs> right, if you could imagine like the worst record collection in human, if you imagine something that had like there was there was nothing good in it at all, and um, I think somebody like so, somebody died or moved and left them a box of records and saved my life, right? saved my life because um, there was a couple of uh, there was a couple of classics in there <clears throat> that that deep crackle of vinyl has it's not it's not been achieved by the the CD or, or the mp3 or even a lot of the the, the flawless um, no, it, you know that those those audio formats that are supposed to keep all the all the sound there. You know, just go and, go and play a CD of an album, and then go and play the vinyl of the same album, and you know, just like the the vinyl creates these waves of music that you can you can you can sort of step into, whereas the CD just sounds like a flat disc, which is which is actually what it is, right? Um. um Anyway, the, the warning from the article is most of you don't realize that the data you've been given is massively flawed across every metric and it's all going in the same direction toward prolonging the fear and collateral destruction that you're doing. <coughs> um, the fear and collateral destruction is taking you away from the cam and uh, it, it, it's not it's not helping it. It's 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 elongating the problem. Um, and most of us are so convinced that we're doing the right thing because most of us are good people who care deeply, not just about our own health, but about our neighbors, our parents and our grandparents. And so we're trying to enforce this on everyone thinking we're doing something good, but the truth is hard, but never less important because the mask is not really doing what they tell us it's doing. Um, as I said, um, it's creating fear. It's putting fear out on the street and doing ridiculous things like wearing a mask while you're uh, riding a bike. Right? I mean, that that that's 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 got to be pretty silly. Yeah, that's that's got to be that's got to be really silly. So uh, anyway, if you're watching the video version. You will see that once again, Google is trying to uh, do its little, little, little bit of sabotage here by uh, refusing to work. Um, how crazy is that? I've even got an i5 core Intel processor in this computer and it still won't scroll down. Anyway, on the video you will see me promoting the I-C-K-E interview yesterday, uh, good man, good man pumping out good information, you know, the message is, 
of love. That's the message. That's the message they don't want you to hear. That's the message that they don't want you to hear. They don't want you to hear that there's another way. They don't want you to hear that there's a better way. They don't want you to they don't want you to open up. They don't want you to realize that there's a beautiful world out there. They want you locked inside. They want you trapped within the four walls. They want you backed into a corner of the cave. They do. And now's the time to stand up. Now's the time to stand up because the loss of one person's right, the loss of one person's freedom of speech. I mean, it's just in the term, freedom of speech. It's the freedom to say what you think without being punished for it. The freedom to have a thought without being punished for it. To have the idea because you know there's that Christian idea that we're all born sinners which is basically the way of explaining to us that we all have a dark side that we have to deal with within our own mind. We all have to work on it and it, it, it's unavoidable. What, are you going to arrest people when you? Well, it's better to stop the crime before it happens. Well, well, no. You you have to allow the people to make those decisions for themselves, right? Look, nobody wants anything bad to happen. Nobody want. Nobody good wants anything bad to happen. And the only good way is to analyze everything that's going on. When you when you start to ignore certain opinions, it's like ignoring certain elements of, of data when you're collecting data for, for, for a survey. It's, the survey's not going to make sense if you don't include all of the elements of data that are relevant and important. And damn it, to a certain extent, everybody's essential. Even if you don't think they're essential, even if you don't like them, Somebody else probably likes them. Somebody else probably thinks they're essential. Somebody else probably loves them. Um, and that's important to understand. Anyway, Candace Owens got banned from Twitter um, because she posted that uh, she posted that people should be allowed to open their businesses and go to work. I mean, who? How crazy is that, huh? You should be allowed to go to work. You should be allowed to make decisions for yourself. You should be allowed to choose. Right? <laughs> I wonder how many real choices we actually have. Hey, beware of false choice. You want a coaching tip and a coaching point? Beware of false choice. Right? And any marketer will understand false choice, right? You, you give people a series of choices. <coughs> one is obviously bad. One is obviously good. You know, it, what are people going to choose, right? Um, you can have the... And real choice. Real choice involves the ability to say no. See, that's the point about real choice. Would you like a... 
red ice cream or a blue ice cream? Well, what if I just don't want ice cream? No, but you don't understand. Is it a red ice cream or a blue ice cream? Take one. Well, I don't actually want a red ice cream or a blue ice cream. I'd, I'd rather have an apple or an orange or something that's healthy for me, please. Um, but uh, but the, the, the government and the media and the alphabet organizations will always try to push you in a certain direction. They'll always, they'll always try to direct you. And even even Facebook is doing this now. It's got these algorithms that, um, when you read a certain article, uh, it will send you into it will send into your feed articles that contradict that article. You see it happening. It's interesting. It's interesting how it all works, right? It's all in the words. What about a word? Mockingbird. Mockingbird to mock. Mockingbird to repeat. Yeah. Do you know what Operation Mockingbird was? Do you, do you know? Do you know how that played out? Nothing new, right? Nothing new. Just, just interesting that we know about it. Uh, Mockingbird, Mockingbird's strategies uh, and many ties have since become public knowledge through several high-profile investigations and exposes. Uh, Mockingbird was, uh, it was originally this one of the CIA's programs in the 1960s to. Um, to get everybody to follow the same script, basically, um, just like the news programs do now, where you know they get sent out from central control, sends out the news stories, and people print them, and um, journalism is uh, dying on the vine, as they say, it's just dying on the vine. Um, anyway, one of the first discoveries of the covert motives of Operation Mockingbird occurred in 1967, when an article in Political and literary magazine Ramparts reported the National Student Association received funding from the CIA. Everyone gets funding from the CIA. Schools get funding, hospitals get funding, uh, film studios get funding, music producers get funding. Um, throughout, the uh, throughout the next decade, several investigations would probe the CIA's ties with the news media. Among the most prominent reports was writer Carl Bernstein's lengthy 25,000 word cover story detailing Operation Mockingbird, published in Rolling Stone on October the 20th, 1977, when Rolling Stone actually did original journalism. While just a young reporter for the Washington Post in 1972, Carl Bernstein had done much of the original news reporting on the Watergate scandal. After leaving the Washington Post in 1977, Bernstein Bernstein spent six months looking into the relationship between the CIA and the press during the Cold War years. Bernstein concluded that in the past 25 years, more than 400 American journalists secretly carried out mockingbird assignments for the CIA, according to the documents on file at the CIA headquarters. Yep, yep. Um, well, look at, look at who the BBC employs in Britain. And tell me these people are not agents. Yeah, tell me these people are not agents of change tell me they haven't been educated in a unique way in a special school to present a certain opinion and remember the people reading the news weren't there right they're just reading a script right and and think about how much understanding we have of the use of language the people writing the scripts are very highly aware of what they're doing with the script Fear porn, basically, is what it is. A lot of fear, a lot of fear, and um, we need to reject the fear. 
and realize that love and freedom actually, actually matter. As Benjamin Franklin said, the man who trades freedom for security does not deserve nor will ever receive either. There we go. Yep, yep, yep. You can't, you can't trade one for the other because you'll end up with, with neither. The solution, of course, is logic because logic saves lives, guys. Really, it, it does. Um, can't hammer on this enough. Been doing this in my coaching calls recently. Logic saves lives. Um, lots of them continuously every day. Um, logic saves lives. <laughs> hammer it out. Everything else is insanity. Um, example in point, authorities in a Spanish coastal resort have apologized after spraying a beach with bleach in an attempt to protect children from the coronavirus. It's always to protect the kids, right? Uh, idiots. Idiot. I mean, what kind of what kind of sane person would spray bleach on a beach? Well, kind of, and the bleach would go into the air, right? And people will breathe it in. <coughs> Excuse me, and then they'll get sick, and then they'll call it coronavirus, right? Um, no joke, no joke. Zahara de los Atunes, near Cadiz. Uh, used tractors to spray more than two kilometers, 1.2 miles, I wonder who paid for that, 1.2 miles of beach. With a bleach solution a day before Spain allowed children out of lockdown for the first time. Yeah, don't go to the beach because it's full of bleach. Environmentalists say the move caused brutal damage to the local ecosystem. Uh, of course, um, of course, nobody will get arrested, right? Oh, I'm sorry, it was an honest mistake. We were just misguided. We thought we were doing the right thing. Yep. Just like sticking needles into babies, you thought you were doing the right thing. Uh-huh. Go to YouTube, watch the Emperor's New Virus. An analysis of evidence. Just just go there. And go there and do that. Um, just for you. Do it, do, it, do it for you. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. I'm going to skip over all these statistics because I don't have time to go through the numbers here. Um, read the numbers for yourself, right? Read the numbers for yourself. The media is just making stuff up right now. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, just there are some voices of sanity. There are some voices of sanity. Thank you to uh, David who posted that uh, the cafes are closed, <coughs> but uh, 15,000 people fly in and out of Britain unchecked every day. Police arrest lone people sunbathing in the park, but large crowds gather on Westminster Bridge to clap the NHS. Lockdown is a farce. It's a farce, guys. It's a farce. It's not about protecting people. It's about controlling people. And he makes a great point. It's not about protection. It's about control. When are you going to realize? When are you going to realize? Uh, it, it, it's about control. It's about controlling people. It's about controlling finance. It's about controlling the money. A lot of misappropriation of funds right now. Uh, as um, It's Jeff wrote on Twitter, pretty weird how there's always a trillion dollars just lying around whenever corporations need to be bailed out, but there's never any money when children need health care or a simple school lunch or clothes. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, I guess it's just one of those things, he writes. Definitely, definitely something to think about. Um, 
Uh, and as Candace Owens wrote, and this is one of the reasons why she's been banned, she pointed out that uh, flu season ended, according to the CDC, an estimated 24,000 Americans have died from flu this season, which is down from 80,000 flu deaths in 2018. It's a miracle. Yep, it's a miracle. It's all a trick, guys. It's all a trick. It's all a trick. And just in case you were unsure of what this all is about, the advice from the British government um, to doctors regarding death certificates, and you can see the evidence on the screen if you want, you can actually see the document. It says, COVID-19 can be put on the death certificate on clinical balance of probabilities without testing. I'll read that again. COVID-19 can be put on the death certificate on clinical balance of probabilities without testing. Did you get that? Did you get that? Do you understand? The doctors are not going to talk about it though, because as I said earlier, the doctors are scared. More likely to, uh, more likely to uh, get get a more accurate answer. If I go to the funeral homes, that would be the place to get the information from. Right, go and do a bit of investigative reporting. Hospitals are empty. Look at the car parks. Look at the car parks. The signs are there. Um, anyway, logic saves lives, but don't worry. Just stay at home. Everything will be fine. You will be taken care of. The drones are coming. And generally, you know that we're 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 lucky as people. We are actually very lucky because we're very lucky that the virus doesn't spread to grocery stores. No virus in the grocery stores. It doesn't spread to big retailers. There's no, no viruses in the big retailers. And there's no viruses in the big hardware stores. No viruses in the big supermarkets. No viruses in the garages or on the buses or on the trains or on, on the airplanes. It, it really only spreads to small businesses, which is quite fascinating how the virus itself actually manages to know which business is a small business and actually find that business and affect it. I mean, quite incredible. I mean, maybe we're studying the wrong thing. I don't know. What do you think? I think maybe, maybe we're studying the wrong thing. Maybe, maybe we are. Maybe we are. All this, all this misinformation, all this misdirection. It's all, it's all out there. Um, it's all out there. And if you want, if you want more about what you're not seeing, what you're not getting, go to YouTube and type in two African children die as French doctors test their vaccines against Africans and then see what happened to all the other kids in the school. Go on, go on, off you go. Go and do that little search. See what happened to all the kids see what happened to all the kids because what's tested there is coming here it's all coming here you want to know what's coming here's a quote from this final article the new coronavirus is likely to keep spreading for at least another 18 months to maybe two years until 60 to 70 percent of the population has been effect infected in fact the British government are planning to infect people and they want to inject the virus into people they're looking for volunteers no joke no joke a team of long-standing pandemic experts and not just experts they're long-standing pandemic experts big title predicted in a report released Thursday, they recommended that the U.S. prepare for a worst-case scenario that includes a second wave of coronavirus infections 
in the fall, in the winter, because the flu, right? The flu. Even in a best case scenario, people will continue to die from the virus because people die all the time. It's called life. Well, death is part of life, right? Um, it's not going to stop until it infects 60 to 70% of people, said Mike Osterholm, who directs the Center for Infectious Diseases Research and Policy and Policy and Policy <laughs> at the University of Minnesota, source cnn.com. Right. You got it yet? Have you got it? Does it make sense? Have you looked outside your window? Have you realized what's not going on? <laughs> anyway, my name is G. I represent the Academy. You can find more on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and sometimes LinkedIn, but LinkedIn's a very closed platform. LinkedIn's a very special place. You're only allowed to post positive articles and you're not allowed to criticize anybody. It's Bill Gates has a very large share in LinkedIn. Did you know that? Hmm. There we go. So, um, hey, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I wish you a fantastic day. Thanks very much for tuning in. Um, wherever you are, go out, get things done, do what you need to do, protect liberties and freedoms. And, um, you know, don't forget to tell the ones that you love, that you love them. Peace out. Take care.